0: Welcome to the Money Talks for Beginners podcast. My name is Frankie Ho, a money nerd. Each week, you'll hear me talk about different ways to use money more effectively in your daily life to become a smarter finance person. Thanks for spending your time with me today. Now, let's talk about money. Welcome to the 16th episode of Money Talks for Beginners. Today, we are going to look at what our active investment approach, what our passive investment approach the pros and cons for both of them, and which one makes more sense for you. So first of all, I want to tell you that when I'm talking about the active and passive investment approach, I'm not talking about active mutual funds or passive mutual funds like index funds and ETFs. I'm talking about the actual approach Um, for people who are investors and traders in terms of how they invest or trade their money. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about active and passive investment approach. Because um, just in case you guys are mixed up, active mutual funds and and ETFs and index funds and stuff like that, um, overall, as I mentioned before in my previous episodes regarding uh, that topic, I'm more leaning towards obviously um, index funds or etfs and stuff but of course there are also pros for active mutual funds but i if you are an average Joe, i would uh i recommend you actually do more of the passive mutual funds like index funds and etfs because you might not want to spend the time to and the dedication to do to pretty much invest your time into it but for this actual episode i'm actually talking about the actual investment approach for individuals um, investors and traders and how they approach it so investment approach is as I'm in for this episode is really about um, how people invest their money how they approach it and how they go do it so first of all let us talk about um, what our active investment approach so active investment approach is just like the name sounds like you are actively looking and actively managing your securities in an attempt to outperform the market or a specific index like the S&P 500, NASDAQ, um, TXX um, index, any uh, and, and any other index that are in other major um, stock exchange um, countries. So um, some of these investors will try to attempt to outperform the market by timing of the, the market by seeing when is a good time to buy and sell the securities on a short and medium term to take advantage of any short term trends, news, and any other factors that they can take advantage of to give them a competitive edge in order to buy and sell these securities. These people are more of a, on the trader side, so they can be Um, a scraper, they can be day uh, day traders, they can be position traders or even a swing trader. So it depends on how you do it yourself um, and how much time and stuff like that. Um, You can be a different type of traders and to take advantage of the market to take advantage of the market um, in order for you to profit. And of course, as I met this, uh, I talked about the different types of traders before in other previous episodes. If you want to, you can refer back to previous episodes talking about the different types of traders that are out there. Another type of um, active investors or active investment approach people are the people who buy individual securities um, in order to attempt to outperform the market. So a lot of these people would analyze a stock really heavily. So they would spend a lot of time looking at companies that they think in the long run will outperform the market by um, a very big margin. For example, is, uh, the latest one would be like Tesla. Or even before that, like the Fang stocks, uh, if you looked at it, if you just buy the fang stocks you would outperform the market by a very um, healthy or very nice margin but of course most of these stocks also have a lot more volatility so you also you need to make sure you have the conviction and you have the risk tolerance and of course the heart and the strong enough your own uh, financial situation in order to bear um, having the ups and downs of the market so some of these stuff some of these people Obviously, if you bought it at a good time, you would have profited greatly from buying these individual stocks. Imagine if you bought Tesla when it was like two hundred dollars and went to two thousand dollars, and then the stock split, and then so you would have made at least minimum like ten times, ten x times. Of course, that would very positively change your portfolio, your mostly stock portfolio, and maybe even help you change how you view the world and obviously give you gave you a lot more money to work and to do other stuff that you were thinking of doing. For the future, of course that would change your world for the better. And knowing that you outperform the market obviously makes you feel very good and makes you feel like a genius too at the same time, which is great. Uh, but of course, there are also the flip side where a lot of investors or, or a lot of people that bought individual securities, um, think of like investors that bought like Lehman Brothers, DD, Notel, and a whole lot of other companies that failed. Um, they It also changed the world, unfortunately, but for the worse. So obviously, uh, it look, uh, based on what I'm saying already, you would have noticed that being an active invest, investor takes a lot of work and takes a lot of uh, devotion, and you have to dedicate a lot of time to make sure your portfolio is up to date and you are you know what the heck you're doing too. Um, most active investors have two types of assets allocation. There is the, the strategic assets allocation, and there's the tactical allocation. So the strategic assets allocation is more of a long-term, uh, assets allocation. Um, so some people might be like, I want 50% into the stock, I want 40% into the stock market, uh, sorry, real estate market, and then the rest into other alternative assets class. So um, that would might be your overall, how you want to allocate your assets. And this is actually probably one of the more common one, but a lot of people who invest into real estate usually just buy real estate and it's 100% Real estate um, asset allocation. Uh, usually, I don't like that approach. But if you are making money, why why diversify too much? If you are making money, as long as you're not uh, stretching yourself out too thin. Um, but uh, some active investors would be like, okay, based on what's happening with the current market. You, that person might not be a person who likes to buy like a specific type of securities or a specific type of assets, but because how hot or how trendy that specific assets or class is, go, is doing, they might be more inclined or more willing to allocate more of, of their assets and more of their time to dedicate mo- most of these resources to this new type of assets in order to make money as quickly and as efficiently as possible. For an example would be like, before 2015, the stock market overall actually performs better than the real estate market, but since the Canadian government decided to drop the interest rate to a historical low around 2015, then they also increase the number of immigration coming in It caused the real estate market to go up like crazy. Like I mean crazy to a point where now that you can't really buy a townhouse or a detached unless somehow you're in the top uh, 5% income earner, like 200K plus to to, uh, buy a detached, which makes absolutely no sense, but heck, what the heck. Um, That's just how the Toronto market is unfortunately is like right now Mm -hmm. so if you are very fortunate enough that before 2015 um, you bought a detached or a couple detach detached and you took advantage of what's happening with the market you would have tactically you would have been you know allocating more of your assets maybe before you as I mentioned before 50% to stock 50% uh, 40% to the real estate and 10% in other, you might be like, instead of having the 10% in other and full 50% in stock, you might be like, I'll just keep 30% and then 70% into real estate. And so that you, but then in the long run, you would put back more into the stock market and into other assets allocation. But right now you just want to take advantage of what's happening with the real estate market so then you started investing more into the real estate market with your money. And then if you have done that before 2015, you would have done really well for yourself because in 2015, the a single detach is probably like 400, 500K. And now it's around 1.5, 1.7 million for the same detach that was only five to six years ago. And to be honest, market price is really how much the market or people are willing to pay for it. Since people are willing to pay such a crazy amount for a detach, great for them, if they have the money, but it's just kind of um, crazy for me. And of course you have to stay up to date with the current trend, with the current market, in order to uh, properly t- uh, allocate or reallocate your assets in order to take advantage of any opportunities that comes up as an active investor. So if you have the confidence and you kept your ears and eyes open, you could have been also been one of these active investors who allocate more of their money into real estate um, for the last couple of years and you were have profit greatly from it. And lastly, the one of the things that a lot of active investors would do is they will spend a lot of time to understand the securities they're holding, what are the factors that might affect their overall portfolio, how to manage risk and rewards, and they will look at what's, what is happening with the overall fundamental, technical, the trend analysis, and the macroeconomics for each individual securities and assets class. So overall, for most serious active investors, they t- tend to have a much better understanding of how the market works, and a lot of them will adjust their investments in order to maximize returns and reduce risk, because most active investors or active investment approach styles tend to be a lot more flexible um, in terms of adjusting the portfolio in terms of um, adjusting things in order to make sure it maximizes their needs to um, make sure they won't you know, lose as much money or they'll profit from any situation that comes up one of the very famous example i will give are it's like the financial crisis in 2008 why michael bear the guy that's on the big in the movie the big short when he started to essentially short the housing market before 2008 before the the crash and then that's an active investment approach he actively find uh credit swaps and any other things that he when the housing market collapse you would profit greatly from that event so but in order to do that he has to understand how the market works and how everything um, works put in together in order to come up with a thesis but if you are a passive investment uh, person then you would have never noticed that it would be coming so i guess that's one of the um, things that active investors uh, would also look at they will look at pretty much everything around the world and try to get uh, as much profit from it as possible, and also to reduce their own risk as much as possible. Uh, so, of course, what are the pros and what are the cons of an active investment approach? The pros of an active in active investment approach, as pretty much I pretty much mentioned very many many times, are its active investors um, have a much better understanding of what's happening with the market, what's the current trend. The current macroeconomics. They know understand they usually understand how to control risk better. They usually understand the characteristics of the securities that they are holding. Um, they understand that high risk does not always equal high potential returns for the securities. And essentially most active investors are a lot more flexible um, than just passive investors. The, uh, and of course the main benefit is for an active investment approach is you can decide what you sh- what your portfolio should look like and you will adjust according to your needs and your financial situation, the current financial environment and anything else that you want to put in consideration. You can, you'll be the one mm-hmm. making all that decision. But if as a passive, Investor you wouldn't be making any of those decisions. Those decisions usually are made by The portfolio manager that's in charge of the index funds or ETFs and stuff like that And of course the pros will also is you have If you do it really well as an active investor, you have the potential to a lot make a lot more money Compared to a passive investor of course the opposite is also true because the cons are if you are an active investor but you're not really good at it or you don't really spend too much time looking at it then you might be trading too much and you're looking at just a short term too much and you, you forget about the long term and you might have traders regret or you might pick the wrong stock and you lose a lot of money in the long run and the, unfortunately the likelihood of, of underperforming in the market in the long term it's actually quite high especially after adding in transaction costs and if you are consistently underperforming the market usually you will get pretty annoyed and you feel pretty pretty shitty and you think like what what the hell is wrong and then you might think even that the stock market is, is a scam um, it's not really a scam it's just that you're not doing a good job at playing the game um, so you must make sure that you have the c- conviction in order for you to actually be an active investor or actively invest your money. Um, also, of course, you have to stay up to date with your skills, with the news, and uh, just so we can make sure you don't increase your chance of losing more money. So those are the pros and cons, essentially I can think of on top of my head. And now uh, we are going to talk about the passive investment approach or passive investors passive investment approach or passive investors usually create a strategic investment plan and then they just stick to it through thick and thin regardless of what is happening with the market and just let the market do its thing most passive investors are not really look are not really looking to actively beat the market they are just trying to replicate replicate what the market gives them the co- most common ways for passive investors or passive investment approach are buying individual securities and ETFs and then just buy and hold them. Dollar cost averaging into investments regardless of what's happening to the security price. So there's no need for technical analysis. So they're not timing the market. They, uh, some passive investors might also find investment advisors or advisors to create investment plans for them. And then they just stick to it as long as it makes financial sense. And the fees are low enough to justify the, the price of them, I guess, giving the, their money to the investment advisors to buy and sell their stuff. And of course, lastly, um, they would buy securities that will pay some sort of cash flow like dividends, distributions, and maybe rental properties for rental incomes. So the pros of course is this great for average people who wants to invest without well, having to dedicate a lot of time to understand the market and to pick securities where it will increase their chance of making errors or making mistakes that can greatly reduce their overall returns in the future you will have a higher ch- chance of making a decent return over a long run and most passive investors have of of course buy dividend stocks so they usually have a compound interest effect in the long run um so that a lot of people do that and just buy and hold and just just uh, invest regularly and wait until they retire and then you should have a Pretty decent sum of money as long as you're they're not being too greedy but of course the cons of being a passive investor is when the market turns you have no idea what happened because you don't really stay up to date with the market so you can't really find ways to hedge or t- ways to save your portfolio and you just pretty much once it drops you just wait hope until hopefully it goes back up above what you bought bought it for so of course um a lot of these people wouldn't be able to save the portfolio, as I mentioned, which is quite normal. And most ETFs actually have similar or the same stocks in their ETF because most ETF copy each other. So when the market goes down, there's no way to protect yourself from it too. So it's, that's the only problem with uh, passive investment style. However, in my opinion, I think you should use a mix of both passive investment approach and active investment approach. Like you can do 60 or 70% invested into etfs or stocks that you plan to just buy and hold and the rest you can invest into more aggressive securities but of course, uh, you have to make your own choices. When the market is high, you might not want to actually invest into ETFs because it might be too high already by now, by then. But if, if the market is relatively low enough, then maybe you would invest more into ETFs or more individual stocks knowing that there's a high chance of you making a potential decent return in the long run. Thank you for listening to the 16th episode of Money Talks for Beginners, and I hope you enjoyed it. Next episode, I am going to talk about Diversification versus concentration. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Money Talks for Beginners. My name is Frank Hill. I'm a money nerd. Uh, if you are interested uh, or you want to hear more content about Money Talks for Beginners, please consider joining the Instagram for Money Talks for Beginners. Thank you and have a nice day. Bye.